1340 KDLM, the station you can count on. This is the Sports Wrap on a Thursday. How's everybody doing today? Plenty to get to today. A lot of Minnesota Twins news in the first break. Becoming official yesterday that the Twins have their AAA affiliate 10.6 miles away from Target Field. Nobody else in the majors has that. The Twins, except one, they're, they're, they're three highest AAA, they're, they're three highest minor league affiliates all within driving distance of Target Field. Nobody else in the majors has that. It's huge for Twins' story. We'll talk about that. Uh, we've got another potential Twins free agent that could be uh, heading elsewhere. Not a guy that, that you see on the field, but you hear from quite frequently. We'll recap the Gopher hockey game last night against Michigan. Michigan wore these just god-awful Jim Harbaugh khaki things last night. Uh, Gopher has improved to 8 No, We'll get to some other, headli- some other highlights as well and headlines. And then second half of the sports wrap, K-Train joins us from Vermont to talk fantasy football ahead of a lot of teams' playoff matchups, including one tonight, Patriots versus the L.A. Rams. But first, let's rewind the last 24 hours in sports here, shall we? Rewind time. Here comes Becker into the Minnesota zone. Takes a shot right on. Blocked by LaFontaine. Becker now centers a point-blank shot. Best scramble of the night for the Wolverines. And LaFontaine finally gloves it on the third try by Michigan's Kent Johnson. Goalie Jack LaFontaine now 8-0, winning his, what, 11th straight game dating back to last season. He's, He's good. He's uh, he's he's very good. Stopping 34 saves last night, picking up his NCAA best eighth win of the year as the Minnesota Golden Gophers hockey team shuts out Michigan four to nothing last night. Minnesota still has not trailed in the first half of the season. Eight straight wins to open the year. Minnesota has now matched its best start since 1987. Has now earned four straight two game series sweeps for the first time since 2006. The Bruin and Gold actually have won 10 straight games dating back to last year. The program's longest winning streak since claiming 11 straight games in the 1995 season. Uh, LaFontaine has allowed two goals or fewer in each of his last 13 starts. So another big win for the Gopher men's hockey team last night, 8-0. The Gophers have now completed the first segment of their 2020-21 schedule. The Big Ten Conference will announce the remainder of the schedule at a later date. It's been rumored for a long time. We've talked about it a couple times here on the Sports Trap, but becoming official yesterday with the Minnesota Twins officially inviting their new minor league affiliates to become a part of the Twins organization. The big one, the St. Saint Paul Saints, will be the new AAA affiliate of the Twins. Uh, will become official for this upcoming season. The team's top prospects going to play 10.3 miles away from Target Field at gorgeous CHS Field in St. Paul. The decision is part of an effort by Major League Baseball to streamline their team's affiliates to have more local ties and direct assets with their players. Uh, Dave St. Peter, uh, Twins president and CEO, said this yesterday. The Minnesota Twins are ecstatic about the potential to form a partnership with the St. Paul Saints. We've long admired the creative excellence of, of Marv Goldklang and Mike Veek and their team in making the Saints one of America's most successful minor league brands. Simply put, a Twins-Saints partnership could not be only historic, but a wonderful boon for baseball in the Twin Cities and beyond. The Twins had used the Rochester Red Wings, not Rochester, Minnesota, Rochester, New York, as their minor league affiliates since 2003, but the partnership between the Twins and the Saints 
would create the closest affiliation in Major League Baseball with Target Field, located just over 10 miles from CHS Field. The addition of the Saints would uh, remove them from the independent baseball scene where they've thrived since their creation in 1993. Saints owner Mike Veek uh, brought up the team's past but seemed excited about the future, saying our fans have been the lifeblood for this organization since 93. Uh, Marv, Bill Murray, who Bill Murray is a, is, a, is a part owner of the Saints, and I, wouldn't have done this deal without their blessing. When we moved into CHS Field, they had one ask, and that was to not change our identity. So we made that promise in 2015 and are, again, making that promise now. I'm excited for this partnership, and I look forward to bringing our irreverent fun to the world of Triple A baseball. Saints also announcing they are not going to raise their ticket prices and they're going to continue the same in-game entertainment as they have become very much known for. In addition to the Saints, the Twins kept uh, low A Fort Myers, Florida, which is the furthest one out there, and high A Cedar Rapids, Iowa, but added the Wichita Wind Search as their double A affiliate. Together, the organization will spend a a 775-mile drive down I-35 and give Twins a six-year-old facility in St. Paul and a newly renovated Riverfront Stadium in Wichita, Kansas, which I think is is huge. And once things open back up post-COVID-19, I can guarantee you there will be so many Twins minor league road trips where you start in in Iowa and watch the, the single-A guys, the high-A guys, then you go to Kansas to watch the double-A guys, back up I-35 to watch the Saints, and then close out your road trip with a like a, a day night doubleheader at at Target Field. It's it's going to become one of the the best Twins traditions in baseball. Speaking of great Twins traditions, the, I found out this morning. I thought there were only three of these guys in Twins history. There are actually four, and I'm not sure how. I I understand the desire to to move up and to and to keep progressing your your career forward, but this isn't really something that Twins fans have ever had to experience, which is, it, it's weird. I'll, I say the names Ray Scott, Herb Carneal, and John Gordon. Ray Scott did play-by-play for the Twins on the radio for one season, 1961. Then Herb Carneal stepped in in 62 and was the voice of the Twins from 1962 to 2006. Paired with John Gordon for a good chunk of that time, Gordon took over for Carneal when he retired. Uh, Gordon was the play-by-play voice from 2007 to 2012. And Corey Provis has been there since 2013. We mentioned all the big Twins free agents that are are, are on the market. Jake Odorizzi, Nelson Cruz, Marwin Gonzalez, Ari Adrianza. But there's another guy that could potentially be leaving the Twins organization, and that is Twins play-by-play voice on the radio, Corey Provis, his name is mentioned in a detailed breakdown about the Cubs play-by-play opening in Chicago, and Corey Provis considered a top candidate for the job. Provis has a history with WGN in Chicago, actually from the Chicago area, began his broadcasting career in Chicago uh, as the uh, the pre- and post-game guy for the Cubs, Provis uh, worked with Ron Santo and Pat Hughes at WGN. They The Cubs want to continue that Ron Santo connection. Provis then moved to the Brewers radio network alongside Bob Euchre. So he's got Bob Euchre 
experience. In, in addition to calling games for the Twins, Provis also does college football and basketball on the Big Ten Network and FS1. I think Twins fans have grown pretty fond of, of Corey Provis. I mean, huge shoes to fill. You go from Carneal to Gordon to Provis, and there really has not been a break in the line of broadcasting greatness. Like, everyone talks about the unbelievable luck that the Green Bay quarterbacks have had. You go right from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. How often does that happen? Not very. And the Twins have kind of the same deal with their broadcasters. Baseball can be a very boring sport to listen to on the radio, but Carneal and Gordon and Provis instill life in their radio broadcasts. And as big of a blow as as losing a guy like Jake Odorizzi or Nelson Cruz or Marwin Gonzalez would be on the field, having Corey Provis take the job with the Chicago Cubs would would be a, a huge disappointment off of the field, especially we're, we're 67 days away from pitchers and catchers reporting. We've seen the carousel that the FSN broadcasts have had, trying to find the right fit to go alongside Dick Bramer. Now that Burt Blylevin has retired, is it going to be Tory? Is it going to be Latroy? Is it going to be Justin Morneau? Is it going to be Roy Smalley? Just the, the inconsistent, revolving thing that we have had on the TV is nothing compared to the stability that we've had on the radio. And I think I think Dan Gladden would do a fantastic job if he is asked to step into that play-by-play role. I think if Corey Provis does leave, I think Chris Atterbury going to have the first shot at filling that void as the play-by-play guy. Dan Gladden would stay as color commentary. Because they, they do switch. Corey takes the first chunk, Dan takes the middle chunk, and then Corey comes back for that last chunk. They kind of rotate analysis and stuff. They've, they've got a really good really good flow. But man, if, if Corey Provis were to leave, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I love Chris Atterbury. I've met him a couple times, a fantastic guy. I like it when he fills in. But you just can't replace Corey Provis. And the the Cubs stink. Why, why would Corey Provis want to go call terrible baseball games again now that he's finally endured all these 100 lost seasons? He's got a two-time defending champion division winner. I mean, let's let's stay here, Corey. Please, just, just stay here. Other headlines. We've got Thursday night football tonight. Rams versus Patriots. Going to meet for the first time since Super Bowl 53. Uh, New England 6-6 six and six after a 45 to nothing beatdown of the Chargers last Sunday, eliminating the Chargers from playoff contention. Rams are 8-4 and four and tied for the lead in the NFC West. We also have a, a, a flexed game. How odd is it? It's tw- this is the, the cherry on top of 2020. The NFL has moved the, the Cleveland Browns into a primetime game spot. Week 15, Browns-Giants going to be put into the international spotlight on Sunday Night Football, the Niners-Cowboys game going to be moved to an afternoon affair. The move is part of the NFL's flex scheduling. Cleveland in the thick of an AFC playoff race at 9-3. and New York and Washington currently tied for the NFC East lead at 5-7. and But the Giants hold the tiebreaker. A uh, couple more things to get to. One of them, uh, the Ohio State controversy. So we, we talked yesterday at length about the, the Big Ten championship game and how it was taking place 
next weekend, Northwestern versus Indiana. Because Ohio State didn't have enough games to qualify for the game. Well, the Big Ten has made a change to its rules to allow Ohio State to play, removing the six-game minimum rule in football. That means Ohio State will play Northwestern for the Big Ten title one week from Saturday. And if I'm an Indiana fan, I am absolutely irate over this decision. You did things the right way. You played who you were supposed to play. You kept your players and your coaches and your fans and the other team's players and coaches and fans safe. And how are they rewarded by the Big Ten? By getting ousted from the Big Ten championship game for a team that's likely going to be in the top six for the college football playoff anyways. Give the Hoosiers a chance to go to the Rose Bowl. I've said this many, many times. We don't like seeing the same two teams in championship games every single year. It's always Golden State. It's always the Cavaliers. It's always the Yankees. It's always this person. Always that one. Always having so much success. Northwestern versus Indiana in the in the Big Ten championship to go to the Rose Bowl. I mean, I'm 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 lukewarm on Ohio State. I'm not an Ohio State hater. I'm not an Ohio State lover. I just want a good competitive football game that'll give us some new blood in the Rose Bowl. I mean, North Northwestern is going to go to the Rose Bowl, aren't they? Either they they beat Ohio State and get there automatically, or they lose to Ohio State. Ohio State gets put in the top six for the college football playoff, and Northwestern, the Big Ten runner-up, goes to the Rose Bowl anyways. So why not give Indiana a chance to play that big game, the, the biggest game arguably in a long time in program history, instead of changing the rules to baby Ohio State to get into that game? It's absolutely ridiculous. Second half of the wrap, we're talking to K-Train, talking fantasy football. I've got a big question concerning my quarterback into the playoffs. I've got Jared Goff and Cam Newton, and I'm going to ask K-Train who he likes in that one. We'll talk some Vikings football with K-Train, talk some some fantasy playoff stuff, and uh, who he he really, really likes for Week 14, a, uh, a specific wide receiver that's likely available on your waiver wire. Talking to K Train next on KDLM. I'm Steve Weissman with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. After losing Drew Brees, the Saints haven't lost a game. The veteran is currently eligible to come off injured reserve, but did not practice with the team Wednesday. According to NFL Network Insider Ian Rappaport, it's more likely Brees rejoins the team for Week 15. Meantime, Daniel Jones could return to the lineup Sunday for the NFC East leading Giants. Head coach Joe Judge says he is optimistic the Giants quarterback will be available against the Cardinals. Elsewhere, Steelers running back James Conner was activated off the reserve COVID list Wednesday. Washington running back Antonio Gibson is dealing with a painful case of turf toe. He is not expected to play Sunday against the 49ers. And in scheduling news, the Cleveland Browns week 15 road game against the Giants has been flexed to Sunday night moving the 49ers and Cowboys to 1 p.m. Eastern. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. KDLM, Detroit Lakes. 
1340 KDLM, the station you can count on. This is the Sports Wrap on a Thursday morning. If we look at that KDLM weather forecast coming up in a bit here. Every Thursday, we're joined by K-Train from Rotowire and Rotowire.com. You can get your free 10-day trial of Rotowire by going to Rotowire.com backslash win. And a good time to do it right now with uh, the fantasy playoffs starting for a lot of leagues this week, K-Train. Good morning, Zeke. Yes, for most leagues, this is the wild card round. I hope everyone made it into their fantasy playoffs and maybe even earned a buy this week. Uh, but yeah, playoff time, baby. Yeah, still one thing to, to watch for is, is COVID-19 games moving around. And we've, we've seen football yeah. like five days a week for the past couple of weeks, whether it's a Thursday or a, a Saturday or a Tuesday or just a, a, a goofy schedule. That's uh, right, assisting all these troubled marriages across our land. Ex- ex- men exactly. In the, man, in the man cave. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, when football hits five or six nights a week, and then you got college football and just all this other stuff moving around, it's uh, extra time is doing the dishes to make up for spending time in the basement watching football <laughs> right. in, our, in our household. We do have a game tonight, uh, Patriots versus Rams. The first time these two teams have seen each other since Super Bowl 53, you've got... Uh, Running back Cam Newton at the quarterback spot, sixty nine <laughs> passing yards last year, last week, uh, in a forty five nothing win over the Chargers. You've got the Rams at eight and four, tied for first place in the NFC West. So, is this uh, looking to be like a, a a good matchup this week, or are we nervous for what one of these two teams could bring? Well, you know, uh, you know, I live in New England, so yep. uh, we refer to this as a wonderful or fantastic Super Bowl in the past. You know, only twenty three <laughs> months ago, it seems like two decades, doesn't it? it? Does. With all of twenty twenty yeah, turmoil, but only yeah. twenty three months ago, the Pats beat the Rams uh, in the Super Bowl. Only won thirteen to three, a defensive battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what sticks out in my mind is how Belichick somehow figured out the the Sean McVay offense. Uh, only gave up three points, but. Uh, Kind of in hindsight now, I wonder, was it Belichick or was it Tom Brady's ability to just keep getting first down after first down? I looked it up this morning. Pats had six minutes and 20 seconds of more time of possession, Hmm. something I suspect they're going to try to do. The over-under tonight is 45, not that great from a fantasy standpoint. And frankly, I'm tempted to take the under. I think uh, I think McVeigh's offense has also turned into a little more of a time of possession machine since that Super Bowl. So this could be a dull slugfest. I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Donald maybe had 10 tackles. Boy, the Pats could really use a decent tight end nowadays. But uh, uh, it's going to be, I'm certainly going to watch because I live in New England. The Pats still have playoff uh, opportunities. But if you are in the doghouse with your spouse in Minnesota, this might be a dull game to skip. <laughs> I'll be I'll be watching. Unless his... you're a defense fan. Unless you're a fan of defense. Exactly. I'm I'm a fan of each of these quarterbacks. I've got Cam Newton and Jared Goff on my Ooh. fantasy team for the opening round of the playoffs. Newton was was really really good running the football last week. Patriots defense found a way to to shut down Justin Herbert. Something a lot of teams haven't been able to really yeah. do so far. And then you've got Jared Goff on the other side, and he's kind of hot and cold too. Uh, with the way the Patriots defense is playing, and you mentioned Aaron Donald, he could have 10 tackles, 5 sacks tonight. Uh, <laughs> d- do you go Cam Newton against the Rams, or do you go Jared Goff against this this hot the, Patriots defense? They're both terrible options. They're both terrible options. Oh, don't tell me so that. On the Rotowire ah. weekly rankings, we've got Goff at QB 24. Good grief. And we've got Newton behind him at QB 27. I frankly would probably rather go with Newton on the hope he gets a rushing touchdown, especially if you're in a league 
where you get more points for a rushing TD than a thrown TD, yep. uh, which is most leagues. Uh, so I kind of lean to Newton, but uh, if my options are Goff and Newton in the fantasy playoffs, I'm scouring the waiver wire. I mean, I think I'd rather have, believe it or not, Trubisky against the Houston Texans that we have really? at QB20. You might think about Andy Dalton, QB21 against a bad Cincinnati defense. More upside there. You could hope that Tua gets into a, a slugfest with a, a shootout, I mean, with the Kansas City Chiefs. We've got him at 18. And Phillip Rivers is available in 40% of leagues. We've got him at QB14. He's been hot lately. They've kind of ditched the running game a bit. And he's at uh, Las Vegas, which is not a great defense. But, yeah, so Goff or Newton, I don't like those options, Zeke. We've got to get you to keep winning these playoff games. I know. I'm winning games like 85 to 83 because I'm catching guys on their worst week. So that's that's how I snuck into the playoffs. <laughs> You're a ball control fantasy team. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That, the, the time management, keeping the ball out of the hands of my fantasy <laughs> opponents. It's it's not the best strategy, but it's been an effective one for me this year. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, let's scour that waiver wire for you. I right. can't have you starting a QB tonight. That ain't right. The, the, the best news is I have one waiver wire move left. And so that adds oh, to my... Oh, you guys have a restriction. We okay, do. Well, we have... Yeah. Now's the time to use it. You don't want, you know, it's like not using a timeout. You know, they don't do you any good once your game's over. Right. Um, that may make sense. Other than quarterbacks, uh, what other free agents you like for, for week 14, specifically running backs and wide receivers? Well, yeah, one of the nice parts of free agency in the playoffs is you're, you're not, you're not bid, bidding against too many other teams. So uh, don't be cynical about who you may be able to get off the waiver wire. Go for it. Um, hey, before tonight's game, make sure you check to see if Cam Akers. Rams running back is out there. He's available in a third, about a third of leagues on Yahoo. Um, also, if you need running back help, think about J.D. McKissick. He should see more workload with Antonio Gibson out to his, due to his toe problem, uh, though McKissick does face a tough San Francisco defense. Uh, yeah, desperate at quarterback. We went through a few options. Um, and, you, yeah, you did say, you know, Jalen Hurst. We do not recommend getting Jalen Hurst. His offensive line is horribly beat up and he's facing a very tough Saints D. We have Hurst at QB 30, so I'd rather have Goff or Newton uh, than Hurst. Thank you. That, that, that makes me feel better about my choice. <laughs> wide receiver. Look for back from the dead wide receiver T.Y. T. Hilton. For the yeah. Big name who hadn't been doing anything. Suddenly back-to-back TDs. Just when we thought Michael Pittman was taking over for the Colts. Uh, so Hilton's available in a third of leagues. Also, you could see if Tim Patrick of the Denver Broncos is available at wide receiver. Should players' strategy change uh, now that the playoffs have started? What, what, what changes from, from battling out in the regular season to now when you move on, but if you lose, your season is over? Yeah, um, it's really a game of survival, right? You don't really care your score. You just need to beat your opponent, yep. uh, which sounds obvious. But I think during the regular season, especially... Um, you know, when you can make the playoffs by having the highest points for totals, um, maybe you're always going for it versus thinking about just winning this week. So uh, first, make sure you have the best possible kicker and defenses going. Um, go ahead and stream those options. Those are usually easy free agent pickups, and you can make pickups uh, next week again if you need to. So, uh, yeah, check your kicker and defense waiver wire. Um, and f- then I try to figure out if I'm the favorite or not. If I'm favored... I tend to stick with high-floor, lower-risk guys in my lineup options, such as like a running back who gets a lot of targets if I'm in a PPR league. Um, but if I'm the underdog, then I'm playing high-risk, high-reward receivers usually in my flex spot, hoping uh, 
they go off. You tend to have a lot more oscillation in wide receivers than running backs, right? So, you know, play one of your wide receiver options at the flex and hope he has a big game if you're the underdog. Fans, you can get ready for Week 14 with a free 10-day trial of Rotowire by going to rotowire.com backslash win. K-Train, what are some some of the perks of of Rotowire getting that free 10-day trial? Well, if your fantasy team's eliminated, hey, uh, use our lineup optimizer to play FanDuel or DraftKings. Get ready for all your daily fantasy needs. Plus, we've got uh, NBA just around the corner. Timberwolves start. I don't know if they're on the December 22nd slate, but the NBA season starts December 22nd. So we've got your full season fantasy and daily fantasy needs for basketball. In fact, we've got coverage across 13 sports. Start getting ready for rotisserie baseball during this long winter. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, please give us a shot at rotowire.com slash win. Yeah, Wolves open the, the preseason on Saturday against Memphis, open the regular season the 23rd against Detroit, and uh, yeah. 66 days, I believe, till Twins pitchers and catchers report. So we're ready for – and hockey starts uh, January 13th now is what they're saying, too. So we could get some – some NHL back as well. Did I see the Twins getting a little cheap? They're letting Cruz walk, aren't they? DH. Yeah, yeah he wants two uh, years. Twins don't want to give him two years, so he's likely yeah, he's yeah. Thirty. What is he? Thirty six. Thirty seven. Cruz is like forty, forty one. He's he's, oh, he's yeah. way up there. <laughs> Hence the t- not wanting to give two years. Well, I, yeah, they haven't even announced yet if the NL is going to have DHs or not. That it, doubles it's, Cruz's market exactly. It, it's leading like they're not going to because when they when they made the deal last last fall or whatever, they were going to have. Uh, the universal DH like they did last year. But now if the NL goes back to the way they have been since the dawn of time, that right. that cuts, yeah, his 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 value in half because they're not going to stick him in the outfield anymore, not going to stick him at first base. No. He's just out there to no. to hit moonshots, which, right. yeah, t- Twins making a, a bunch of moves like that, letting Eddie Rosario go. They've let a, a couple of big pieces of their bullpen yeah, Rosario work. shocked me. Yeah, shocked. There's got to be a market, but no one signed him yet. So maybe I'm not yet. Know, and it, it, it's a it's a competitive market. You guys got guys like George Springer and Marcelo Zuna and Eddie Rosario out there. So it's going to be a interesting. Michael yeah. Brantley too. I, I like Rosario's situation. It, it strikes me as funny. You know, the analytics say, "Hey, we're just going to go for three outcomes. Just worry about a walk or a home run, and if you strike out, that's okay." And then the season ends, and they're like, "You know, your average is a little low. We got to let you go." Yeah. Well, the guys say <laughs> the, the Rosario stat I love is he swings at. Uh, Pitches out of the strike zone like fifty percent of the time, so he's right. he's a he's a very free swinging, <laughs> free swinging spirit, and that didn't really uh, match up with the Twins are, are going to do. Back to NFL. Uh, any players were you for Week fourteen? Uh, yes, yes. Well, um, what is going on with Christian McCaffrey? I'd say he's only got a forty percent chance of playing. Mm. So he's, we know about that shoulder injury, but uh, yesterday they also said he's got a thigh injury, so we might be looking at another Mike Davis week. Uh, for the Panthers, they play Denver. Uh, a little disappointed, Brandon Cooks didn't have a huge week for the Houston Texans. Had an okay game, I think around 60 yards. Uh, but with Will Fuller out, uh, Cooks was supposed to have a huge week, but instead Kiki Cote had 141 yards. Cote is another interesting free agent option, see if he's out there. Cooks still had eight targets, uh, and the Texans do face a tough Bears D this week, so maybe not get too excited about playing Cote this week. Uh, I have I whined on this show about Zeke Elliott. Uh, I can't remember Zeke. But, uh, uh, I, I I whine about Zeke Elliott because I own Zeke <laughs> Elliott. I kept right, Zeke right. Elliott, so well, I've been whining about him. We too have much. him at RB twelve this week. You kind of still have to play him, but I, I was wondering that might be our lowest non-injury ranking for Zeke ever. Uh, and, and what's sad is we got him at RB twelve, and he's facing a bad defense. He's facing the the Cincinnati Bungles. Yeah. Uh, but that O line of the Cowboys is a total mess. 
Uh, and they gave Zeke a few opportunities to punch it in last week and, and failed with the goal line. So uh, it's getting frustrating. Very worried about Zeke. I have him uh, in a league as well, and I'm just grinding my teeth about it. Yeah, I think only <laughs> one 100-yard rushing game for Zeke, and it came against the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. The, that's, that's, that's the stat I know. I yeah. mean, for me, I'm always like, is this the week I play Robert Jones instead of Zeke Elliott? And mm. I'm like, oh, what am I thinking? But you if know, he, if Zeke you, Elliott goes off, I can't do it. Yeah, you know if you bench Zeke, he's going to go off for like 30 points. Is, right, is, is the do deal. that feed me thing in the end zone ten times and jump exactly, in the Salvation yeah. Army kettle and humiliate me on national television. <laughs> the, the, the definition of high ceiling, high risk, high reward is, is Zeke Elliott, which <laughs> exactly. who, who thought we'd be saying that two years ago? Playoff bound <laughs> Vikings. Are you shocked the Vikings are six and a half point underdogs going against the Buccaneers? I'm, I mean, I know they're on the road, but does home field really mean that much? Well, here's the deal. Going into the Jacksonville game, the Vikings were six point underdogs. And after the game, the line changed because they were so terrible against Jacksonville that it changed to six and a half. So I'm I'm surprised it's only six and a half. Uh, st- Are you surprised Dan Bailey still has a job? Yes. Well, there's nobody else out there because I, I heard a stat yeah, like the, the the Jaguars have had like nine different guys kick for them this year, and so we <laughs> yeah. we, we could be on that side of of the coin, or we we. When we signed yeah. Dan Bailey, he was the, the the second most accurate kicker in NFL history, and I'm kind of interested to see where he ranks since joining no. the Vikings because it, it can't be good. <laughs> it can't be good. No. no, no, and he's got all the conditions in his favor: indoors, on turf. You know, yeah. Um, well, hey, dare we throw some faint praise at highly paid quarterback Kirk Cousins? Dude, he, he deserves since it. Week nine, he has been the sixth best fantasy quarterback. With twenty six point three fantasy points per game, you like that, Zeke? I do like that. Well, here, here's the thing: is everyone last year was talking about how Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs were the best wide receiver duo in the league, ah, and then yeah. Diggs leaves, and now they're saying the best wide receiver duo in the league is Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. I, I'm seeing there a I'm seeing a common denominator there when it comes to one of those guys being consistently named on one of the best wide receiver combos. In the league, and, and are you are you giving more sunshine to Detroit Lake Zone, Adam Thielen? Hey, I know my market. I know how to make people smile. <laughs> this isn't my first radio, well, the boy. Adam Thielen's story is great. How many people when he was playing was a community college in the Detroit Lakes area? Uh, high school, like, high school. Yep, he played high school there. But then yep. didn't he play in some regional Minnesota school, like a JUCO program? Or yeah, something? Mankato. Yep, on a five hundred dollars scholarship. Yeah, and he's, uh, he's, he's just blown up. There's a couple yeah. of those guys. C.J. Ham, pro bowler, uh, is from the Twin Cities yeah. as well. He was uh, pretty much a walk-on, so the, the Vikings have ways Last to find. ever fullbacks known to man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... All right, so we'll, we'll are you going to put something down on the Vikes with uh, their six-and-a-half-point bonus points, or uh, are you a little gun-shy? I'm going to take Tampa Bay to cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Do I, do I get do I get points for that for t- for taking Tampa Bay to win by by six oh, and a half? Oh, yeah, I'll take I'll take Tampa uh, to win. Yeah, uh, Tom Tom Brady after week. after a week off coming off the bye at home in the playoff race playoff Tom Brady even the fact that he's forty one years old Vikings have never there, beaten Tom Brady in the history of the world so I I you, think that, yeah, that's yeah. True. you see more Vikings uh, than I do is there hope for that young defense to at least longer term turn it around they they have secondary they have looked much much better cam dantzler is is one of the guys that's just taken huge steps this year based on on where he he wasn't even starting to start the regular season uh vikings yeah. were one in five and 
the PFF grades on, on Cam Dantzler have just been off the roof. Had had two takeaways last week, a fumble recovery and an interception. I, I think there is light at the end of the tunnel. It was it was a rough start. We got kind of the 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 experience that the the missed preseason games out of the way, and now the Vikings defense, right. especially with uh, Ifedia Denebo and DJ Wadham on the defensive end spots, that's, that's kind of been had, had a safety. He he, pre, he pretty much won the game for the Vikings last week after the two missed extra points. He got those two points back on that that Mike Glenn yeah. safety. Exactly pulled out the sword, unsheathed. The yeah, sword. he did. Uh, <laughs> I love me some of Fedia Denebo. Real, real quick, how how do you feel about the Big Ten championship game situation right now? Because at this time yesterday, we were sure it was going to be Northwestern versus Indiana, Indiana. and then yeah, they changed. They changed second, quarter, second string QB. You know, I, I assume they were going to change it. I mean, let's, yeah. let's let's remember who pays the bills in the Big Ten. Ohio right? State. I mean, uh, <laughs> no one's worried about offending Indiana University, and I then know. also. It's not. Also, though, you saw the Hoosiers Purdue game got canceled because they've got COVID issues. So, uh, who knows how bad things are in the Indiana program? But apparently, both teams, both the Boilermakers and the Hoosiers, have some COVID issues. So, I don't know how bad that is, but they they may not be in a situation where they can play, which is a shame because, mm-hmm. as we know, the Big Ten championship is in Indianapolis, right? Yeah. But as a Northwestern fan, dude, we beggars can't be choosy. We take whatever we can get. <laughs> Well, here, here, here's here's pandemic championship. Bring it on! Yeah, but best case scenario for the Cats is a they beat Ohio State to go to the Rose Bowl, or right. or Ohio State beats them. They're the top top six for the college football playoff, anyways. And as the Big Ten runner up, Northwestern still goes to the Rose Bowl. So there's there's <laughs> exactly. there's that. Oh, I ha- you know I went to the Rose Bowl nineteen ninety January first nineteen ninety six the, the magical Gary Barnett year. I was in mm. grad school then after only having won seven games as an undergrad at NU. Uh, the wife and I decided, ah, it's just more dead on the pile. Let's go, baby. This only happens every 48, 49 years. <laughs> we, of course, lost to the Keyshawn Johnson USC Trojans, but it was still a dream trip. I'm staring at a hat right now and the ticket I have framed in my office. Oh, nice. But uh, I'm sure the Gophers, if Northwestern can do it, the Gophers can do it, Z. Yeah, the last time the Gophers got tickets to the Rose Bowl, they were etched in stone, it feels like. It's been... <laughs> Keep rowing the boat. It's been, Keep it's, rowing it's, the boat. It's, it's been that will long. Be there sooner or later. If we could do it, you could do it. Yeah, we, we've heard that so many times. The Minnesota sports fans. It's, that's just kind of rubbing <laughs> it in. That, that's that, that's how low the bar is set. Is if Northwestern football can get to the Rose Bowl, the Gophers can do it too. <laughs> oh my Take goodness! Inspiration from the Hoosiers this year. Yeah, right. We'll, no one that no one saw the Hoosiers coming out. No, and, no, uh, we'll. Smacking we'll, the Big Ten East in the mouth like that. We'll take it. Gopher football on KDLM on Saturday. Nebraska, 9 o'clock pregame show, 11 o'clock kickoff here on KDLM. K-Train, we'll chat more fantasy football next week. Round two of the playoffs. Sounds great, Zeke. Have a wonderful weekend.